give you all the adoration. We have come this morning before your throne. We are contending for impossibilities. Hallelujah. And we bow to your authority. We bow to your headship. We bow to your leadership, Jesus. We bow to everything. And as we bow, everything in us bows. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you have begun to do already. Give you all the glory. Give you all the honor. Blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, people. Hallelujah. It's such an awesome day. I'm so excited. God has prepared so much for us and so much to pray about, to contend and get into the things that God has prepared for you. The Bible indeed says that eyes have not seen nor ears heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared. I'm telling you, you don't know the extent of what God has prepared for you. And in the next 45 minutes, I know that things are going to happen. The atmosphere has already shifted around you. And things, and I, I, I pray and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to, is already opening the eyes of your understanding. I prayed ahead of time and I told him to, to cause a shift in your mindset in the name of Jesus to receive, to receive all the great gifts that he has prepared for you. I've prayed for you and I know that your mind is open to understand in the name of Jesus and to receive, not only to understand but to receive. Praise the Lord. It's a time to contend. Contending is a place of fight. You fight for what belongs to you. You fight for your divine inheritance. You stand and say, this is mine. You can't have it, devil, in the name of Jesus. Last time I was talking about contending against possibilities and I told you that today I will be talking about contending for impossibilities. When I said it, a lot of people were already a bit confused and um, I was in service yesterday and on my way home I was asking my children in the car said, what do you understand by the difference? And they were just uh, trying to understand it. You know, they just like turning it in their minds. Praise the Lord. But we will get there and you will understand. It's very simple. Praise the Lord. But what is impossibility? What is an impossibility? If we are going to, I started this but I'm reviewing it. Impossibility is a state or act of being impossible. That's that something is impossible. A state of act of being impossible. Okay? It also says, dictionary dictionary also says that it is an impossible thing it's an impossible thing that means it has zero probability of happening when it has zero probability we say it is impossible it's an impossible thing so what's an impo- what's impossible definition of impossible is incapable of being occurring that's incapable of existing or occurring it's also incapable of being done that you can't do it attain it or fulfill it if you say you cannot if something says that you cannot attain it or a situation you cannot attain that degree you cannot attain that phd it's telling you that it is impossible you know incapable of being done incapable of being attained incapable of being fulfilled then it also said insuperably difficult insuperably i said whatever that word means you know and we looked at it and we saw God. 
defying every of those terms. We saw in Matthew 19, 26, when Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but, but with God, all things are possible. Then we also saw when Jesus said, for with God, nothing will be impossible. The angel said to Mary, with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Jesus also looked at them in Mark 10, 27 and said, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Then for the superbly difficult, he says, Behold, I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? That is Jeremiah 32, 27. And so we decided that nothing is actually impossible on the face of this earth. We don't even have to add God to it because God is at work and in control on this earth. So if there is a factor on this earth that has both the ability and the authority to change any situation. There's already a variable there. There's already something there that is going to cause the equation to change. And God is sovereign enough to change anything. So nothing actually is impossible on the face of this earth. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible. Anything is subject to change. Everything you can see here is subject to change. Praise the Lord. And so we're going to pray. We start off with prayer. And I'm going to pray. Because my God is a God of impossibilities. Hallelujah. He's a God of miracles. He's a God of signs. He's a God of wonders. And God promised me. You promised me, Father, that notable miracles will be seen here in a time to contend. You promised me that notable miracles will be seen. And therefore, I decree and I declare, and I declare that all through this broadcast, notable miracles, signs, and wonders are happening in the name of Jesus. They are beginning. They are starting now, right now, in the name of Jesus. It doesn't have to wait till the end of the service. You promised me. And your promises are yes and amen. And I say amen to your promises. Notable miracles are, are happening all through starting from now and all through this broadcast in the next 45 minutes no Notable miracles are happening. Things are shifting for the people of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. I speak into the atmosphere of your home. I speak into the atmosphere of your account. I speak into the atmosphere. I speak into your bodies. I say notable miracles are happening already. In the name of Jesus. Signs and wonders. Oh, you are a sign. You are a wonder. Reke, you are a miracle yourself in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are making every one of our listeners today a miracle in the name of Jesus. They will not only see notable miracles, but people will look at them and say, this one is a miracle in the name of Jesus. You, they will say, this one is a miracle. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. There's something about physical and spiritual laws. Spiritual laws, I told us, transcend. They are superior to natural laws the bible told god jesus told nicodemus in john 3 he said to him he said that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit and he says the 
spirit blows where it wills we don't know where it's coming from so it's also the one who is born of god are you not born again are you not born again are you not born of god you are a spirit i know you were born of the flesh but that is no longer what is in control you are now born of god hallelujah and it blows you blow wherever you will in the name of jesus you are not trapped on the physical realm you are no longer a natural being you are a spiritual being the moment you gave your life to christ you changed location in the name of jesus you 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 are now a spirit being in the name of jesus and you are interdimensional the same way that jesus was interdimensional he can operate well in the spirit realm he can operate well in the physical realm and when the physical realm brings up issues he begins to operate from the spiritual realm and uses the spirit realm to change whatever is in the physical realm whatever you are seeing in the physical realm is being controlled from the spirit realm so if you are indeed a spirit being you sit in the in the heavenly places with christ when you utter your voice in that place when you speak it controls the spiritual atmosphere over the physical thing you are praying about and change begins to happen hallelujah hallelujah you know in order to see the spiritual realm jesus told nicodemus he said you must be born again hallelujah you must rise to a higher law you must go to a higher law you see this kingdom mindset which is what i'm trying to do is to put your mind in the kingdom mindset the spiritual mindset knows that nothing is impossible nothing is impossible hallelujah the devil knows it he knows that there's nothing that god cannot change if he wants to change it or if his people want to change it and god went far and said to us he said all things are possible to us if we believe if you believe in him if you believe in that that thing will be done it will be done for you hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord so change your mind when we teach what we are doing is changing our mindset we are renewing our mindset the kingdom mindset is is superior to the natural mindset hallelujah and you can only release kingdom currency you can only spend kingdom currency when you have kingdom thoughts and you speak the kingdom language praise the lord when you have kingdom thoughts the thoughts and those are the thoughts i've been trying to place in you that thoughts that should always every time when something says this is impossible say no nothing is impossible nothing is impossible that's a kingdom mindset in the name of jesus and when you have that kingdom mindset you speak into that situation that is defying you in the name of jesus that thing that cannot change you will tell it to change because the kingdom of god is not in words but his power but it is your word that releases the power hallelujah it is not just by talking and complaining and complaining that's not where the kingdom of god hallelujah i have a lot to talk about so let's move forward i'm still you see what is a miracle when i ask you to define what a miracle is what will you say what is a miracle what is a miracle what is a miracle what exactly is a miracle a miracle is something that goes against the natural laws or physical laws And those physical laws are also what we call scientific laws. There are a lot of all those laws there in the world. We know them. 
we see the law of flotation we see the law of elasticity we see the law of gravity we see a law of aerodynamics we see those laws every a miracle and there are also natural miracles natural miracles things that defy they will tell you that it is only when a seed is planted that it can grow and bear fruit yes those who also have its counterpart in spiritual laws but what laws were transcended when jesus multiplied the five loaves of bread and two fishes and two fish hallelujah is it possible that finite food will be multiplied and grow it doesn't have life they tell you that something that doesn't lie have life cannot grow is that not a physical law but when how manage the bread started growing and the fish that was already dead how come it was multiplying and, and bearing reproducing that is a miracle that is a miracle so a miracle is transcended physics Transcend means what? It is infinitely greater than physics. Hallelujah. It's infinitely greater than physical laws. So what they call impossibility in the natural realm is all a reality in the spirit realm. Because miracles transcend the natural realm. They transcend physical laws. Hallelujah. Even people all over they are beginning to understand that there are things that they cannot explain with their science they've seen occurrence of scenes of healings that they will tell you that this is not possible but it has been proved possible hallelujah and and they will wake up and call it some other names which are ridiculous just because they don't want to say it's a miracle you know mit will come up and, and call it a name that they like because they don't want to call it a miracle but they are beginning to recognize science is beginning to recognize that there are some things they cannot explain by science they are beginning to understand that there are things they cannot explain by science so how much more you child of god why would you now decide that even unbelievers are beginning to believe that there are some things that cannot be explained by science they don't know how to explain it. They don't know how to explain that uh, uh, um, somebody's kidney grew back, that they cut off one and one grew back. How do they explain that one? It defines everything they know about science. Hallelujah. It defines everything they know about medicine, but it does happen. How, how do they explain the fact that somebody whose womb was taken out carried a child and gave birth to a child? They, they see it, they know. But the fact is that they also accepting that there are some things that their science cannot explain. How do you explain a man walking on water? Which law did was there? Gravity suspended, flotation suspended, whatever it was was suspended. He suspended all the laws and walked on water. And he, as he is, so are we in this world. So say after me, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. So contending against impossibilities. Contending for impossibilities. I'm going to look at two examples and we will pray concerning them. Hallelujah. Two cases in numbers. So we look at, in fact, we look at Numbers 13, 31. This is contend against impossibilities. 
But the men who had gone up with them said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And the, and the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, come from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. So and so we were in their sight. So God promised them a land. God promised them Canaan. It took them many years to get there, many whatever to get there. If I didn't take them long the first time to get there, it's after they missed entering it, I took them 40 years. They, it took them there, they went, they got in there. And they now went to spy out the land. Mind you, the people that went to spy out the land were specially selected. They were 12 of the most courageous men that they had from every tribe. They didn't just send riffraff. They sent courageous men, 12 from the 12 tribes, the most courageous young men. They picked them out and sent them. And when they got, when they got there, they saw the giants in the promised land, the land that God has given them. And they decided, no, we, they, we, are, we, we are looking like, uh, like grasshoppers in their eyes. In, and so we are we in our own eyes. God forbid bad thing that you begin to see yourself like a grasshopper in the name of Jesus because you are the one with God. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But two people, Numbers 14, 6-9, but Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delights in us, and definitely he delights in them because they are covenant people, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. They are food for us. Their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. I know you know what is happening here. You've heard that story many times. God promised them something, but there were giants there to hinder. They were mighty giants, but Caleb and Joshua telling them that we will take that land. Why? Because God is with us. We are able to take the land because God is with us. So right now, I want us to pray. I don't know what promises. This is a time to contend. So I teach and we pray before we move forward. So I don't know. I'm giving this time. Is there something in that God promised you? Is there a thing that God promised you? But there are giants stopping you. Is there a land God has promised you? A possession he has promised you? But there are many obstacles. What is that obstacle before you? I want you, if you have any giant obstructing you from possessing your God-given promise, your health, I need you to rise up on your feet right now like a king. Put your right hand on your chest and make this decree in the name of Jesus. Make a kingly declaration with me and say, I decree that I am well able to take my promise. Call that promise my, my name, my healing, my breakthrough, my property, my financial freedom, my school admission, 
I'm able to take it. That trip our brother want to make, I'm able to take it. In the name of Jesus, whatever is standing in your way is become bread for you. Whether it's financial challenge or lack or whatever it is, why are you able to take care of it? Declare because God is with me. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. In the name of Jesus, I hope you are decreeing it right now. I am able to take possession of my financial freedom because the Lord is with me. I'm able to buy that house. I'm able to buy that land because God is with me. I'm able to make that sale. I'm able to, your, your promises can be different. It could be a sale that you're about to make. Somebody here, there's a sale you want to make. You desperately want to make that sale, but things are standing in your way. In the name of Jesus, say, I am able to make that sale because God is with me. And therefore we come against every giant in the land. You will, I declare that you are bread for the people of God. Speak in other tongues right now. No, you cannot stop them. The promise of God for them is yes and amen. And therefore I declare they enter into it. That marriage, that wedding, you've been planning to to do but things have been obstructing everything has been an obstruction family obstruction financial obstruction reke soto rima kasanta you are going into that wedding in the name of jesus and every giant is falling down everything that has constituted is giant is as a giant is giving way for you it's giving way for you in jesus name i pray amen so that is contending against impossibilities. God gave you something as something is standing against it. You contend against impossibilities. But let me tell you what it means to contend for impossibilities. Hallelujah. You remember... You remember Caleb? Remember Caleb? When Caleb said, Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Numbers 14, 6 to 9. No, still Numbers 14. Hallelujah. Rabba Shakata Yanamako Brado Seke Toto Rimaka Shandi. You know, you know the story. When jo- Caleb, after they have come into the land, Caleb said to them, Give me, said to Joshua, he said, Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Hallelujah. Give me this mountain. When someone is asking for mountain, hallelujah. He's asking for an impossible thing. Hallelujah. When he asked for an impossible thing, he asked for the mountain. And he was how old? 80 years. And he said, give me this mountain. Because I'm well able to take it. Because the Lord is with me. I'm well able to take possession of it. In the name of Jesus. Okay, let's read it. It's Numbers 13. No. 
Sorry, I'll find it. Maybe I'll look at it another day. Praise the Lord. And there were giants in that land. But he overtook the land. Praise the Lord. He overtook the land. And he, he asked for the impossible. Praise the Lord. He said, give me this mountain. He said, give me this mountain. And they said that the sons of Anak were there. And he changed the name of the land and changed the name to Hebron. He, Joshua gave him the land because he said, Moses promised me and Joshua gave it to him. And he went at 80 years old and conquered the land. That is asking for an impossible thing. Asking for something too big to know. Praise the Lord. And he not only changed the land from the land of the giant's name, he changed it to Hebron. Because that place was called Kara Abba before, against the name of the giant, because they are the descendants of Abba there, Abbi or whatever his name is. He changed the name and changed it to Hebron. Hallelujah. He took over the land and the Bible declares that the land had peace. It had peace when he took that land. God loves it when you ask him for the impossible. God asks him something, loves it when you ask him for something that is bigger than you. Praise the Lord. Something that is greater than you. That is what it means to contend for the impossible. Contend for the impossible. Hallelujah. Contend for the impossible. Why not pray? The Holy Spirit says, he says, why not pray for what you think is impossible? Just change your thinking first. All things are possible for him who believes. All things are possible with Father. Nothing is too hard for him. His arm is not short to deliver. His ear is bowed down to you. He loves it when you approach his throne of grace boldly with prayers that ask for and expect what most people think is impossible. What most wouldn't dare to ask. So see your impossibilities as possibilities in Christ and pray, ask, believe and receive what the father has planned for you who is ready to ask for the impossible look we are meeting next on saturday morning but before that time i want you to go and pick one thing that you think is an impossibility something you want but i'll give you the criteria of that thing that thing must be in the will of god that thing must be a desire that has been going on in your heart. This is what you really want. But every time you look at it, you said, mm, This sounds so impossible. It sounds so difficult. How will I ever get there? How will I ever get into that position? How will this business ever grow? Just think about this thing. Don't just come up with something riff-raff. And don't come up with something that is just there to fulfill your flesh. Remember, self-will is an iniquity. That's what the devil did. Me, 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 me. No. If you think about that thing, just think about it. I've given you the criteria. Think about it. What is it that you want? That seems too big for your head. But it's a desire that has not left your heart. It's there inside of you. You know that. Write it down. We are going to contend for it on Saturday. Begin to pray about it and circle it with praise and worship. Like that, like you circle, like they circled Jericho. That was another impossibility. But with a shout, they didn't need to break it down or begin to find a bulldozer. They just had to shout. So for you, that's your, your, your thing. Write it down. One thing 
one thing. I don't know what it is. Hallelujah. I don't know what it is. Ask for it. In the name of Jesus. Begin to ask. And bring it on Saturday. That is what it means. To contend for impossibilities. That thing that you cannot in your human mind. Begin to imagine how it's going to be done. And you want to contend for it. Praise the Lord. And so we are going to pray. Say after me. Father. Your word says. That if I have faith. As small as a mustard seed. I can command mountains to be cast into the sea and they will obey me. Help me to line up my words with your word and to speak your truth out of my mouth in faith. I believe in your word in the name of Jesus. Right now, if you already have that impossibility that you don't have to think about it, I want you to declare the word of God in it and say, I have you in the name of Jesus. The Bible, Jesus, the Bible tells us that we should enlarge our territory. I want you to begin to pray to enlarge your mind. God wants you to think in possibility. He's, he wants you to dream big dreams. The God I serve is able to fulfill your big dreams. He doesn't like small dreams because small dreams you can be able to say that I did it. I was able to do it. My smart mind did it. My wisdom did it. No, no, no. He wants the one that everybody will look at when he's done and say this can only be God. In the name of Jesus, this can only be God. It can only be God. Praise the Lord. He can want you to say this can only be God. In the name of Jesus. Father, I want you to enlarge our minds. Spirit of the living God, enlarge our minds. Enlarge our minds like Caleb's mind, who at 80 was still saying, give me this mountain. Father, Lord, give us this mountain. You know what mountain represents when he's asking for mountain? It's for you. You know about the seven mountains, the mountain of media, the mountain of education, the mountain of medicine and science. You are climbing a one mountain. That is your area of influence. And so if you want to declare, I want you to pray, give me this mountain. Give me the media. Give me the creative arts. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain of religion. Give me this mountain. Who is ready to pray that prayer today? And we continue praying it on Saturday. I don't know whether it's the mountain of business that you are climbing. You're already doing small, small business, but you want it big. Or is it the mountain of education you want to climb? I was telling somebody, I see I see school around you. I don't know if you're online, but this is your opportunity to ask for that mountain. In the name of Jesus, ask for that mountain. Stop looking at where is the resources going to come from. That is for the hand of Jehovah. Is there anything too hard for God to do? He's just saying it to somebody. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for me, says the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Contend. Contend, contend for the impossible 
in the name of Jesus. Contend for the impossible. Hallelujah. And I will continue the teaching. We have limited time, but there are a lot of things I want to say to you. But whenever, where I get to, I will stop. We'll continue Saturday morning, 7 a.m. So keys to getting the impossible. I want to tell you keys to getting the impossible. Keys. Number one key is make room for your miracle. Make room for it. Make room for your miracle. I get that teaching from 2 Kings 4, 18-17. I will read it. It's about the Shunammite woman. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is the holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened that one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him and he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son. And her husband is old. So he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son. When the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her, she made, you see, that woman made room for the Holy Spirit in her home. She made room. Why do I call Elisha the Holy Spirit? I call him the Holy Spirit because let me explain it to you. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit didn't rest in everybody like he rests in us now. So God would choose a particular prophet in that season and put his spirit upon him. So the Elisha was there meaning that that was where the presence of the Holy Spirit or he would choose a priest and put his spirit on them. So Elisha was the prophet, the prophet in Israel at that time. So the Holy Spirit was resident on him. Praise the Lord. And the woman saw him recognized that the presence of God is around this man and invited her to come and eat in, the, in her house. And every time she came, he came, you know, it, it was not the first time he invited her, but after that time, Elisha kept on going to her house. Praise the Lord. And that is inviting the Holy Spirit. Something, have you ever asked yourself, why did Elisha keep coming back? Why did, she keep, why did he keep on coming back to eat? Because he could rest there. Because he was comfortable there. It was not just a ministry stop for him. It was a refuge. 
He was not there to preach to her. He was not there to pray for her. He was not there to talk to her. He only just kept on because she made him feel special. So the word resting there, the word resting in that place, in the long run, she built a room for him. That's why I say build a room for your miracle. The room for your miracle is make your life comfortable for the Holy Spirit to rest on. He says so that when she comes, let's, that he can rest there. When he comes, he can rest there. That is the same resting, the same word used there was the same word when the dove, the Holy Spirit came on Jesus and rested on him and remained. So the question is, can we have a heart and a life where the Holy Spirit can come and be at rest? A place for his spirit to descend and remain? You know, Paul told us that. He told us that in Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. He said, then G Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. By faith, he will make his home. The Christ we're talking about making our home here is the Holy Spirit. The anointing will rest. How? By faith. The Bible tells us in the name of Jesus. Is Christ at home in your life? Making room for your miracle is making a, a, a building a habitation of the presence of God, being conscious of the power of the Holy Spirit, being a reservoir for the glory of God. You know, people usually cannot relate with the Holy Spirit. Because why? Because they don't even allow him to come and rest. It's always do this, give me, 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 give me. First make room for him. You see that woman never asked for anything. Even she, she, she was not even expecting anything. Because when they asked her, what do you want? She said, I have everything I need. But the Holy Spirit went ahead to fulfill a need that she was not even mentioning. Hallelujah. So make room for the Holy Spirit. Let him be able to rest. How do you do that? How can you make him rest? Cultivate that habit. How do I cultivate a habit of visitation? You know, before it was visitation for Elijah, before it became habitation. How do I make room? How do I cultivate that atmosphere of miracles? How do I keep it around me? It is by fellowship. You see, we say it all the time. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit likes fellowship. He likes you talking to him, not about what you need. You say, what should I, can I do? Holy Spirit, where do you want me to go? Just talking to him, honoring him, adoring him. You're already creating an atmosphere of, of miracles. It starts with servanthood. It starts, starts with serving. The Shunammite woman had no agenda. She just wanted the Holy Spirit to be, the, the, the prophet to be comfortable. And that's what you have to do. Let Christ have his home in you by faith. Make God comfortable by your attitude, by the way you relate to him, by your servant heart in the name of Jesus. And that's what Jesus was trying to explain to us in Matthew 6, 33. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God seek that atmosphere of his presence and every other thing will be added to you let me tell you something christ in you is the hope of glory 
glory in the glory nothing can be impossible in glory nothing is impossible in glory nothing is impossible so what you try to do is create an atmosphere of glory where you are so conscious of Christ so conscious that he's indwelling you so conscious to listen what is he saying where is he sending me to what does he want me to say what doesn't he want me to say by the time you create that atmosphere you've already created an atmosphere for your miracle hallelujah hallelujah and so i want us to pray right now i want us to pray right now in the name of jesus pray for yourself pray that prayer declare it say it as paul said it that christ may dwell in my heart by faith i pray that i'll be strengthened by the spirit in my inner man Teach me how to fellowship with you, Holy Spirit. If you pray with all your heart, he will teach you. Rabbi Shantanamakoria, today as I was walking up to my study very early this morning, as early as 4 a.m., I heard my name. I just said, Rita, I said, God, that's you calling me. What do you want to say? Create an atmosphere around you. When he calls your name, it's not what do you want. Till he says it will get to a point, he will say, what do you want? So, Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, this is a time like this in the name of Jesus. Teach us how to fellowship with you. Teach us how to fellowship with you. Teach us how to talk to you. Teach us how to relax in your presence. Teach us how to create an atmosphere of glory where nothing is impossible. And that atmosphere of seeking what you want, of being consciousness that I carry Christ. I carry the greater one on my inside. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. I pray for every one of you come into that place. Come into that place. Create that atmosphere around you. Create that atmosphere every time. Asking Holy Spirit, what do you want? Holy Spirit, talk to me. I love you, Holy Spirit. I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you around me. I want to feel your presence. I know you are with me. I want an encounter Counter with you, Holy Spirit. Rabbi, I want to delight in you. Sometimes it's just singing and just worshipping God and worshipping, worshipping in the Spirit, speaking in other tongues. And you are creating an atmosphere. Hallelujah. You are creating an atmosphere. Praise the Lord. I don't want us to stop here because I have things that I, I, I actually want us to, this one is where I will end because it's so awesome and I don't want you to go without it. Praise the Lord. Another way you create room, another way is rise in grace. Rise in grace. We talked about it in devotional when I read devotional this morning. Humble yourself and more grace will come. Rise in grace. And that story, I look at Luke 19, 1 to 6. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short. Say too short. He was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. 
I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Zacchaeus was too short. He fell short. He was not qualified. That's what it means. It was he fell short. He was too short. I don't know what it is that you want that you are not qualified for. That you are not qualified for. I give you a simple method. Zacchaeus climbed the tree. What is the tree? Remember who was Chris hung on a tree? The tree is the cross. It's so what Zacchaeus did was like preempting the cross. He climbed the cross. He climbed on the tree. He rose above his shortcomings. Jesus is already crucified for you. Jesus has already been hung on that tree for you. Rise in grace. So whatever you are not qualified for, you know what qualifies you? The cross qualifies you. The blood of Jesus qualifies you. In the name of Jesus, that admission, Jesus qualifies you. That job, Jesus qualified you. In the name of Jesus, the cross qualifies you. So rise in grace. Rise in grace. Hallelujah. Rise in grace. Short, you are too short. Short, short coming. You, you fall short of it. Rise today. I say rise. The cross has given you a place to rise. Humble yourself under the mighty arms of the Lord and he will lift you up. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and that's what Paul was declaring. He says, I am what I am by the grace of God. He says, by the cross of Jesus, I am what I am. That's what it means. And that's what he says, I don't want to know anything apart from Jesus and him that is crucified. Jesus qualifies you. In the name of Jesus, I don't know what it is that you are. And that's where we are ending today. What is it that you want that you seem to fall short? short of you are not qualified for you are not qualified for and therefore i want you to rise by the reason of the finished work of the cross hallelujah rise in the name of jesus begin to pray that prayer begin to declare that the cross qualifies me the cross qualifies me for that appointment the cross qualifies me for that job the cross qualifies me for that sale in the mighty name of jesus the cross qualifies me for that breakthrough labor shanted i am qualified by the cross. Jesus went to that cross. He took your poverty. He took your shortcomings so that you can have his glory. The glory of God is all over you. There is no impossibility with you because the cross made everything possible. The cross put the glory of God over you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Rise in grace. More grace. Say more grace, Lord. I need more grace for today. I need more grace for today. I need more grace for the things you have called me to do. I need more grace for your to accomplish what you have set before me. I need more grace. Ask for more grace. The Bible says he giveth more grace. He giveth more grace. It is not by your qualification. It is by the cross. And that day, like Zacchaeus, he did not go home with his shortcomings. He went home with Jesus. He went home with the solution. He went home with the salvation. He went home with the provision. And after this word, I tell you that you are going home with your miracle. In the 
mighty name of Jesus, you are stepping out with your miracle. You are stepping out with Jesus. You are stepping out with the crown of glory. You are stepping out without that sickness. You are stepping out in health. In the name of Jesus, the cross qualifies you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. We'll give you all the glory. Just raise that hand before God and just give him glory. Give him honor. Give him all adoration. Hallelujah. Give him all thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you because nothing is impossible. There's nothing impossible with you. We make room for you and we rise by the cross. In the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus speaks in every realm. He speaks in heaven. He speaks in the hell. He speaks in the earth. In the name of Jesus. And he's speaking. He's speaking for your children. Right now in the name of Jesus. The blood is speaking of your breakthrough. The blood is speaking of your prosperity. The blood of Jesus is speaking of access. The blood of Jesus is speaking divine connections for you. The blood of Jesus is speaking helpers for you. In the name of Jesus. I declare open doors for you. As you go out on your daily business today. The blood of Jesus is speaking for you. He's qualifying you for that breakthrough. He's qualifying you for that appointment. He's qualifying you for that seal in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I pray, I believe that you have been mightily blessed. Go and continue to put these things into practice in the name of Jesus. Put them into practice and nothing shall be possible with you. Remove impossibility from your vocabulary. Remove impossibilities. Then begin to ask for something bigger. Ask for something bigger. The only thing, remember the assignment I gave you. Think of that thing that is impossible. Write it down. Begin to circle it with your praise. Bring it Saturday morning, 7 a.m. in a time to contend. And we will contend for that impossibility in the name of Jesus. And we will receive it. You will get that mountain. You will climb that mountain and stay there. In Jesus' name. Oh, may the grace of our Lord Jesus go with you. The presence of God is going with you. The fellowship, that's what I'm asking much more than anything for you right now. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Today, talk to the Holy Spirit. Relate to Him. Speak to Him. Ask Him what He wants you to do. Ask Him little questions and worship Him. Adore Him. Reverence Him. Be conscious that He's there. Let him be at home in you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, we are back here on Saturday, 7 a.m. for another time, for a time to contend. But I would also want to invite you to a Heaven on Earth meeting. It's a youth group if you're a young person. Join us Thursday, tomorrow by 7 p.m. Our youth will be discussing on prayer it's always an interesting time of game and fun but you get to learn something but see you again saturday 7 a.m in a time to contend have a great and a wonderful and a blessed day in jesus name amen